0: The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's the show that goes around the horn with your Minnesota Twins, with insight from the decision makers in the dugout and in the front office. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killabrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. And welcome to our season debut of Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Welcome to Kansas City as the Twins are here at Kauffman Stadium kicking off the 2023 season. And what a start they're off to. 2-0 and back-to-back shutout wins. So a lot to talk about on the show today. I'm Corey Provis, and no better way to kick off our show for the season than chat with the manager of the team. Great to have Rocco Baldelli alongside today in Kansas City. 2-0 and record to begin the year. First time in team history the Twins have opened up with consecutive shutouts to start any season so making history already rock here
1: we go oh what a great feeling um you could not ask for more from a team to come out on the road um pitch the way we have pitched uh play defense the way that we have behind all of our guys it's uh it's a lot of what we talked about in spring training from day one Uh, it's what I opened with when we, when we had our first team meeting and it's what our coaches have preached and really our players have also preached to each other, uh, from the beginning of the year. So being able to go out there and see things like that, in addition to the base running, something else we've talked about a lot too. Um, we've seen a lot of good rate here and we want to carry it on. Are you a believer in the idea that at the start of any season, the pitching is ahead of the hitting? So I do think, in some ways, the pitching is a little bit ahead of the uh, of the hitting. Do you see it every day? Of course not. You see it a lot, yeah. But I also think the elements uh, are at play at the beginning of the year too. So is the pitching maybe slightly ahead? Yes. Uh, also, when you go out there and the 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 wind is whipping around and it's cold and uh, the, you know you're coming from Florida, you know you're training in in one. Uh, Uh, set of weather conditions and then you show up here you show up to half the country right now um, and it's very difficult to play baseball sometimes in those spots it's really difficult to hit so a lot of the times if the pitchers are just throwing strikes and competitive strikes um, and and moving the ball around a little bit sometimes it's hard to get the barrel uh, to different spots in the zone and have good at bats when the weather is rough
0: you mentioned base running uh, seemed to be a focal point for the, the team and the staff early on in spring training, an area to improve upon based on what, what you saw last season. Why, why is that going to be a better area? Of success this year as opposed to last year.
1: Well, I think it was one thing that we, we, you know, we always look at what we do well and what we don't do well, and we have to really, uh, really look into it um, on, a, on a team level and then on, on an individual player level, and then we go and sit down and say, how are we going to address this? And this is an area where um, I think there was certainly some low-hanging fruit and some things that we could. Uh, address and take care of some of base running is just uh, we, we talk about it you got to care you got you got to know that this is part of winning baseball games and you have to go out there and do a good job our health didn't really allow us to run the bases a lot of days last year the way we wanted to we know that but we did want to address it we did want to make it a focal point and uh you know you open up um you know the the game uh, yesterday and byron buxton's on the on the bases and uh, you know taking second base he's over there taking third base on a ground ball the shortstop which probably only five players in the game can actually do Uh, you know he gets there and then tags up on a ball that most players in baseball are simply not going on so um, watching him run the bases aggressively with intent is really it's a it's a a beautiful thing to watch and something that uh, we've been waiting a long time for so that was great.
0: I'm glad you brought up uh, Byron's second run because we have this passionate, passionate fan that listens all the time. He lives in Eden Prairie. His name is Clinton. And talking about the brilliance of, of Byron tagging on a ball that traveled 242 feet. And Clinton, after the game, was saying, no big deal. That's a routine play. Is Clinton right?
1: Well... There's a lot going on on that play, more than meets the eye, I would say. We talked about the elements. The wind was blowing like crazy. Uh, The sun was uh, a little bit of a challenge for the outfielders. Uh, And their center fielder, who's a good defender, um, probably could have gotten behind the ball better. But when you see a guy catching the ball flat-footed, Um, And you're Byron Buxton and you have good instincts and you know what you're looking for out on the field. Um, You know, I still think tagging on that ball is a really great baseball play on our end. Uh, Tommy sending him and and Buck uh, going hard and being ready to go on it. Um, so you you know you have to really look at the finer points I think of what is going on out there. Uh, Clinton I I know uh, Clinton he he you know I know he calls in a lot and has a lot of different thoughts on a lot of things uh, and I know you respect him very much but I w- I would really go back to the player in this case and say Buck did a great job. Byron's ability to run
0: can you connect and what you've seen you know taking the extra base scoring on the ball like yesterday is any of that connected to him not playing center field right now?
1: Indirectly, I'd say yeah. Actually, you know what? Maybe directly, I'd say yeah. I I think um, uh, with him, with his recovery and him working his way back this off season from the procedure that he had, um, with the way his spring training went, timing wise, uh, getting as many at bats as he could, but not able to really get in the field and get the work that he would need to get in. I think we're looking at it and going, okay. what is the best way to win baseball games and take advantage of all the all the great things that that Buck can do? Uh, And then you add the fact that we have Michael Taylor on the team, a guy that can go out to center field and play literally a gold glove caliber center field out there for us. We're not replacing Buck's defense with, um, you know, a, a serious drop-off. Drop We're replacing him with someone who's very capable. So that all of these things together, um, I think, are allowing Buck extra time uh, to, you know, get maybe any swelling or soreness or anything that might come up uh, after DHing and after running the bases hard. It lets him kind of regroup get out there again. If he was playing center field or trying to play center field right now, um, he wouldn't be able to take the field every day. And this is a way for him to take the field uh um, the vast majority of the time so that I think that's great
0: uh, one more thought on Buck and then we'll take our first break speaking of him though in center field do you have a date or a series in mind that you've that you've thought about down the road that I think okay Byron at this point should be good to go to play some some center
1: not like that that's not the way that I've thought about it I have some thoughts about him playing center field later on as the season goes on But they're more general thoughts. Uh, You know, I I would like to uh, get through the early part of the year. I'd like to get through the beginning of April and maybe April as a whole before assessing uh, exactly when we're going to get them out there. And especially when you get them out there, you got to feel good about it. You got to feel like we're not just experimenting. Uh, and thinking we're going to send him out there for a day and it's going to set him back for uh, a period of time. We don't want to deal with that. What what I want is him in the lineup. And right now we have him in the lineup and he's doing great things. And
0: Byron's back in the lineup here today, hitting third. Twins go after a sweep over the Royals. We'll take a break, come back, talk more about lineup construction, pitching, all more to come with Rocco Deli. Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, continues next on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with Rocco Deli. What we've seen so far, Rock, with your lineup is stacking Gordon and Gallo, two left-handed batters, and you've gone to your bench, Farmer, Solano, so far early on this season. For Nick, it's one thing, still a younger player, but for Joey, an experienced player, how does that go with him taking him out of a game? Certainly on Thursday. We saw him play the whole game on Saturday with him coming out of a tight game midway through in his first season with the team.
1: Well, I'll say this. I don't know very many players uh, in my 20-plus years in, in the game um, who like being pinch hit for. So that you go in with that you know, understanding, and you know that. Uh, but this is something that we address very, very directly before the first game of the year in our hitters meeting, every day our hitters get together and they, they talk about a number of things and they prepare for the day's game and the day's pitcher. Um, but before opening day, uh, Jace uh, Tingler, our bench coach who runs the, the meeting in a lot of ways, uh, had a statement. And uh, the statement is, we are going to make moves. I just want everyone here to have that, uh, th- that knowledge going into to today all the way to the end of the year. We're gonna pinch hit, we're gonna pinch run, we're gonna defensively replace, we're going to do a lot. You're going to move around on the field in these games. Be prepared for anything. If you're thinking, is this me that he's talking about? You know, if you're in the meeting, yes, we are talking about you because we're basically talking about every single player that we have, probably minus the Correars or the Buxtons. So... Um, all that said, it was something that when, when you get that in the player's head, they can be prepared for it. So they may not love the decision, but uh, they'll be fine. Joey will be perfectly fine. Nick will be perfectly fine. We do everything here in the name of winning, and, and these guys are good teammates, so they'll be okay with whatever we do.
0: How has Gallo looked at, at first base just after a couple of games? And he played there quite a bit in, in spring training, but did not play much first in recent years. But after two games, how's he looked to
1: you? He's looked excellent, actually. He's looked um Uh, like a guy that I think can be uh, the best defensive first baseman in the league. I actually think that he has that kind of ability. He has that kind of uh, athleticism, hands, feet. Um, He's played infield in his life a a good amount. So this is not all new to him. Um, Again, Jace Tingler had some history with, with Joey Gallo. He had spent a lot of time with him in Texas, uh, and he said, if you, if we want to play Joey at first base, he'll be perfectly good over there. Trust me, he's going to be good. And so, uh, you know, we took Jace's word for it. We, we told Joey early in camp, get ready to play first base. And he got himself ready. He's ready to go.
0: You know, speaking of infield play, what's been so fun to watch and saw this in spring training, but now two games into the season, eliminating the shift and watching middle infielders be athletic and making plays. Farmer the other day to his right made a great sliding stop. Correa, that quick throw, that hard throw to turn double plays against some speedy base runners, that's what this game needed. And now we're seeing these athletes on display.
1: Yeah, we all want to see the players play. We want to see them make great plays. We want to see them ranging and showing off all of their uh, all of their skills. Uh, in the name of winning games and uh, eliminating runs and, and finding ways to hold the other team from scoring, we did a lot of things in this game. But I think that uh, the rule changes, the shifting uh, being eliminated, the pitch clock, you know, you, you add it all together. Um, you're going to see a lot of great baseball now that maybe we weren't able to see uh, last year and maybe over the last decade even. So um, I think the uh, the point of this is it comes back to the players. And, and these rules are going to push us uh, to, to our eyes to the players on the field as they do all the things that they can do. We're going to see a lot more baseball this year.
0: I want to shift the conversation now to pitching Joe Ryan. will make his season debut today, and Joe made it a point after last season, went to driveline, and began to go to work specifically on his slider. It was a pitch that opposing hitter slugged 540 against a year ago. You saw the revamped slider in spring training. What was your takeaway from that?
1: Yeah, it's more of a left turn is what I would say, and uh, I think his feel for it really improved over the course of the, the spring. Um, the way that the that the pitchers prepare these days pretty amazing, and guys can go home when the season ends. It gives them a little time to settle in build back up and then experiment really that's what they're doing so you can go and sit down and go well i'm going to try this and you throw a pitch and you say well that pitch moved uh, about seven and a half inches to the left right there i'm going to try something a little different and try to make it move nine and uh it it, that's really the way that it that it works you can really uh, pick and choose what you want to do and then kind of measure it uh during your bullpens joe did that came in with a new sweepy slider came in with a new split fingered pitch um, use the two months of spring training to really, really kind of lock it in and hone in on how he's gonna, you know, where he's gonna start those pitches, how he's gonna use them against different hitters in different counts. The the slider looks really good right now. You know, uh, we'll watch it in the game when the real games start, which is today. Um, but uh, a pitch that I think is a is a weapon for him and something he's gonna use a lot, especially against the right-handers.
0: With the success he had his rookie season last year, and he had options with with Pablo being acquired in a trade. Was it hard not to give Joe
1: the ball an opening day for the second straight year? I think we had three guys that were ready to take the ball opening day with uh, with Pablo, with Sonny, and, and with Joe. Um, you know – those decisions aren't – they're not easy decisions. You don't love going to a guy and going, you know, you're going to pitch game two when you know he could very well be pitching game one. And uh, it's, a, it's a badge of honor for these guys still, even though we know it's not going to affect anything that they they really do. It's not going to affect their year probably in any way. Um, it's something that I think they would all love. So it's something I also I spend time on and think a lot uh, about and talk to Pete Mackey about. Uh, before making the decision, so was it? Uh, it wasn't overly difficult. Um, Joe is is ready to do his job. That it, he just wants to go out there and pitch and and help us. Uh uh reach all of our goals and win games but um he's a guy that definitely could have thrown the first game of the year
0: i asked you about this yesterday on the pregame about Sonny, but i wanted to direct it now more staff wide as the, as the twins a year ago led all of baseball 110 games where starters went five innings or fewer which was the most in the game and i asked you about confidence you have now with this current group to give you more innings as you as you play out the season let me shift it to more statistically You know, I guess this deciding and analytically deciding when you make that call, if you're looking at a jump in OPS, if you're looking at a jump in slugging that third time that a guy is seeing a lineup in a given game, will you lean as much on those numbers as you have in the past? Or are you going to go more with your gut if a guy just has it today,
1: just it seems like it's going differently today, despite what the numbers may tell you? It was only 110 games. It felt like a lot more than 110 where we were, uh, you know, going less than that. Um, So most of the decisions that we actually make are just, they're a combination of, um, you know, watching a guy, seeing what he looks like, seeing if he's still throwing quality strikes in the uh, fifth and sixth inning of a game, and then just matching up and looking at who's coming up and, and what those particulars are with that hitter and with that pitcher. Uh, I think as we looked at it the um, the Sonny Grays, the Joe Ryans last year, these guys went out there and they did pitch deep into the game when we when we got Tyler Malley and brought him over for the uh, from the Reds, um, you know, initially he was throwing the ball pretty good before he started dealing with some health issues. You know, we leaned on these guys to go and, and, and get us into the sixth inning and sometimes the seventh inning in these games. Um, was our entire staff able to, to do that consistently? No, and, and we knew that going in, uh, and we knew we were going to have to get creative. But looking at, uh, at the staff that we have now in 2023, uh, these guys are going to pitch. They're going to pitch a lot. We're gonna we're gonna let them uh, you know go out there and pitch us deep into games. No one would be happier to see these guys go out there and even throw a, a shutout than than I would be. Um, you know, early in the year, we're gonna probably uh, not be quite at that state. But as we get going and these guys get stretched out, we're gonna see a lot of innings from our starters. That I know
0: take one last break, come back, and go down memory lane with Rocco Baldelli and Royals manager Matt Cotrero. We'll come back and wrap things up next. Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer concludes next on your Home for Twins Baseball. It's our final segment of Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Prova's back with Rocco Baldelli. I want to spend some time on the Royals and uh, their first-year manager, Matt Cotrero, a guy that that you have known for many, many years, teammates, right, in the Rays system, and also were on the same staff at one point uh, with Kevin Cash?
1: Yes. Uh, I call him Q, and uh Q and I actually played together going all the way back to 2002. Um, We played on a a good team uh, for the Durham Bulls, and we won the International League Championship that year. And then he's an Albany guy, and I'm from Rhode Island, so he drove me back up to the Northeast and, uh, at that point, my, my parents picked me up, you know, that's kind of how things worked at that point, And they drove me home for the off season. So we go way back. Um, we're great friends. Uh, we were together, uh, working in Tampa Bay and coaching on the same staff. And we, uh, even when we were apart and we were playing or in different spots, um, always kept in, in pretty close touch. Um, you know, he's uh, a guy that, uh, very serious in, uh, in the way that he appears, but, uh, definitely likes to have a good time. He's going to do a good job. I think uh, for the Royals, I think they should be you know, extremely happy with the decision that they made. And he's going to have a lot of uh, very probably different ideas that he's going to bring to the table for the group and, uh, and take some time to really implement things the right way.
0: So I had my, uh, some friends of mine with the Royals do some digging uh, on, on Matt's end about that tale, about that drive back from uh, North Carolina to the uh, Northeast. And what Matt recalled was that a trade was made at the state line. He swapped out you. In return, your dad gave him chicken cutlet sandwiches. That was a trade that was made at the state line. Do you remember any of that?
1: Absolutely not. I don't remember any of that. I remember getting out of the car and... uh and all that. But my family usually doesn't do anything without food being involved in one way, shape or form. So uh, it could have been one of my dad's favorite restaurants. My mom makes pretty good chicken, uh, chicken parm and chicken cutlets, too. So uh, that could have been uh, definitely a piece of that equation. But uh, good for him for remembering that memory going to serve him well.
0: 13 games now within divisional play as opposed to 19. Do you like that that adjustment to the new schedule,
1: not seeing the Royals, Tigers, Cleveland as often as you did? Yeah, You know, we've seen those teams so much. And no one, I think, wants to play the same team 20 times you know 19 times a year eight out of 11 or, like we saw last year it's very it's a very difficult thing that it's major league baseball so it's always exciting and always good when you come to the field but when you play the same team eight times and in, in a in a you know 11 day span you know it, it can get it can get difficult uh, in a lot of ways so i'm, I'm happy to see we're, we're going to get a chance to see some great players this year uh, and compete against some some teams that you wouldn't normally get a chance to see. I think it's going to keep us on our toes. I think it's going to keep our players you know, even more engaged when we're preparing, because when you're facing new teams, you really have to dial it in and focus and get ready in a different way. than when you're facing the same team over and over and over again, where you you can just kind of show up and you know, the players on the other side. So um, I'm, I'm actually pleased. I think even more so than what I think, I think, uh, the fans uh, are going to really enjoy seeing all these different players come to town and, and seeing us compete against them. I
0: have 30 seconds left in our show. Twins head to Miami after the game. When you see Luis rise tomorrow, what's the first thing you're going to tell him?
1: I'm not. Here's the thing. He snuck into the clubhouse to, to tell us, uh, you know, that, that he missed us and to, to say hi already. So I, I've seen him um, and, uh, you know, was able to see his smile and give him, uh, you know, all the, all the words of advice that we can come up with. But he's doing well. I think he's already off to a good start over there. So I'm happy for him. And hopefully when we leave town, he gets a few more hits, too. I'm not going
0: to tell you yet, but tomorrow on the pregame show, it's game four of the season. I'm going to throw a hypothetical your way. Pregame tomorrow. Okay, It's going to probably involve Luis Rice. so let you sleep on that tonight.
1: I'll be thinking about that all night
0: long. All right, thanks for the time. Uh, great insight. Thanks for your time on this Sunday. Go get the sweep today. Thank you very much, Corey. That's Rocco Baldelli, Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. We thank you for listening to our Sunday show. Much more to come. On the pregame show, Chris is standing by with that next, and then at one time we'll have the Twins and the Royals, Brad Keller for Kansas City and Joe Ryan for the Twins. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. More to come right here on your home for Minnesota Twins baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made.
1: This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.